Marquette basketball fans. Welcome to the second edition of the Golden Breakdown, the fall of the Phoenix. Thank you to Steve Holkamp for that fantastic episode name. Um, well, right off the bat, you know, we're going to start right into the game, the first 10. And my fears come true right off the bat. You know, I'm, I was really worried going into this game that they were going to come in really low energy. Um, you know, coming off the Wisconsin win, you have a young team. You, I really wanted to see them and come out and play really tough defense and wanted to see if they would kind of rise to that challenge. And, and, and it was difficult at first. I mean, they really, you could see their hands were down. There was no goalposts. There was no cutting. There was no transition on offense. There was several rebounds. We were just slowing the ball at half court. Um, and I really, at that point, I, was, I wanted to see who was this team going to respond to. Somebody is going to have to wake this team up um, because you, we're going to see as we kind of progress through that game, we're going to see someone step up, you know, and, and we're going to see, I think, you know, the, some leadership really come out of Woj that I would say that I didn't necessarily expect and I really love to see. Um, but in the first 10, we're going to get back to, you know, there was a lot of doubling in the post that was going on. And every time the ball would go into the block, um, we were very slow to attack and it made it very easy for the guards to sink. Um, and the cards can sink when you're not making threes. Um, and this is something that's absolutely going to kill this team. Um, and it was a big concern in the first half. I mean, in the first 12 minutes of the game, uh, they were over five from the arc, uh, three for 11 for the entire first half. Um, and this brings us to our first do segment, Ask Dr. Keegan. Uh, every week, uh, I'm going to ask the head producer of the show, Michael J. Keegan, uh, if he could do a little statistical research for us. You know, it's because some things that cross my mind when we're watching it, when I'm watching a game. Um, you know, I, like I said, I'm not going to do a lot of statistics here on the show. I want to talk more about what's happening. Um, but I think it's always good to, you know, have someone dive into some questions because, you know, when I watch Marquette basketball, I I want them to win the championship. You know, I. I, it's yeah, it's great if they get to the Sweet 16 and I get their young team and they could be something in a couple of years. But I think every year you want to be rooting for the national championship. So if we're aiming to that, um, I think what I really want to know is in the last like 15 years, who is the worst three-point shooting national champion? Um, and what did they do well um, to become the national champions? Because I think, you know, you know, depending on this teams, and I know that this was a different game in the th- with the way they shot the three in the second half. I understand that, and I understand that their percentage at the end of the game was much higher and better than this, but we've seen a lot of up-and-down three-point shooting. I'm not convinced yet of this team's ability to be a three-point shooting team. I still think everything should run through the block. I think it should run off the pick-and-roll. I love the mid-range of this team. Uh, so let's see what that comes up with. So that's uh, that's a new segment. Ask Dr. Keegan. This guy is better than Ken Palm. While Ken Palm's playing checkers, Keegan's playing chess. So we're getting to the second 10 here. Um, and the defense starts to, uh, they start to improve a little bit here. And we start to see a little bit more energy. I think we especially see it on the offensive side. You know, we were talking just a minute ago about Theo getting doubled in the block. Well, now the ball got entered and he went to work right away. When you do that, you don't give the guards time to sink, to sag, and to double you. Uh, and we were starting to see a lot more energy from the offense. You know, we, we saw Garcia come down with that Euro step. He hit a three, uh, but the defense was still not picking it up on their side. Uh, Kane got lost in transition. He had a foul. 
we also did not close on a three-point shooter. So the offense was starting to get into momentum, but the defense was still not there. And it got to a point where Woj really got pissed, and he called a timeout, and he went off. They showed a clip on FS1 where he was just so upset at the lack of help defense, uh, at the at the at the lack of just I think awareness off the ball especially, you know there were a lot of times in that first half where not only were we getting just killed off the dribble, um, but we weren't helping. Uh, there was nowhere there to meet him at the rim, uh, and that's just not like this team. You've got guys who can block. You've got guys who can do that. Um, and so I think that's something that's really important. Uh, and so now uh, he calls a timeout, and I think you start to see the offense start to tread a little water, and Garcia really starts to step up here, and we're starting to see Garcia play a good game. And, you know, I think what's interesting about Garcia is I think he's a better player from the perimeter. I think he's much better off the dribble. Uh, obviously, he can shoot the three. He can get hot from out there, but... This again goes back to something I think I was saying last show. I This whole, you know, Lewis is off the court, Garcia's on the court with John. They kind of switch around, and every once in a while you'll see Garcia play with Lewis. But I, I just, I really want to know what it would look like with those three on the court at the same time. Um, just because, especially I think it's putting Garcia in one of his strengths, and you know, I my I wonder if the reason they aren't is if they're worried about what he'll be if he'll be able to guard wings effectively. And you know, this is why I think you know these are some of the things we're going to talk about on this show. And I would love to get um, another coach's perspective on this. You know, Dwayne Killing, shout out, man, come on the show. Would love to have you on. This guy's resume is unbelievable. Spent time with the Bobcats, uh, d- doing video for them, which also the birthplace of Eric Spolstra, one of the best basketball coaches. In the NBA, spent time in the G League evaluating uh, talent, coached with Temple for a while. I'd love to have you on the coach show. Expand the brand. That's what the show's trying to do here. Come on out. Would love to hear about putting players in position. I think as fans, we talk about starting lineups a lot. And it's a fun conversation. We had it back when I was in the dorms. I have it on text with my friends. I think everyone's always talking about starting lineups. And I think something that... I think an average fan doesn't see is, you know, a coach can see where they're trying to put their players in places of success. And I think sometimes of us just wanting all the best players on the court at the same time may not necessarily be putting each player in their best position to succeed. So, uh, coach, come on out. All my fans, all four of you, please tweet out to Coach Killings to come on the show. We'd love to ask him questions. So now we get into the second half where the game gets a lot more fun. Uh, this is clearly a tale of two halves. Um, the very first play, you could tell something changed. You know, there was that timeout. I said it with Woj about the eight-minute mark where he really went off on the team. You must have seen he really got their attention at half. And this goes, you know, I, I talked a little early. Woj leadership, man. I I don't know that I've always been a fan of him. He's always been a great recruiter. Don't get me wrong. Great recruiter. Uh, has brought in some really great guys. But I have been really impressed so far this year, I think, how he's getting these guys to really buy in. This is team ball. Um, This is really a team that can score in a lot of diverse ways. They can score on ball screens. They can score in the post. Uh, They run run every once in a while some of those plays they used to run constantly for Marcus with the two screens down the baseline. Uh, We got Kobe open on a few of those in the second half. Um, this is really a diverse team, and I give credit to Woj. He moves in and out of offenses, I think, really well. You know, when the post is working, he sits, seems to be sticking with the post. Uh, 
And when he needs to kind of get shooters open, I, I like he runs the I, like, I call him the Marcus plays because that's what I mean. That was Marcus just bopping and weaving through screeners was really good at that. Um, we even saw a lot of like in and out play from from the post in the first uh, ten minutes of the second half that I I really enjoyed. That's it's really nice when you can kind of play off of those things, especially if you got one working like the post was. Um, it was really helpful that that happened, and we saw the the Kobe explosion. Now listen, I I have. This must be the Kobe from Utah State because we didn't see a lot of this last year. And and obviously it was a different team. There's not shots for everybody when you've got Sakara Annam and Marcus Howard dominating that offense. But watching Kobe evolve here a little bit is something that I did not expect. I did not expect it at all. Uh, and I really en- I'm starting to enjoy the way he is slowing down. He's letting the game come to him a little bit more. Uh, and he really, I mean, he hit a ton of threes. Uh, and, and it really made a huge difference for this team. And he was also hitting what I really like is he, he hits that uh, mid-range jumper. That mid-range jumper is really nice because while maybe the, the three isn't working for this team, I wonder if they can expand the court a little bit with just hitting those jumpers off the screen and rolls because the pick and roll is obviously one of the, it could be really deadly because you have such different combinations of players where you know, you're even seeing Garcia picking and popping. Um, where, you know, Theo John can roll and even Lewis can pick and pop. Like you have two bigs that can, that can roll or pick and pop. And we saw Garcia do that a little bit. Makes a really big difference. I think for this offense, a quiet night for Lewis. And they started to talk about this actually, the announcers in the, in the thir- first, uh, 10 minutes of the second half. And, you know, I think he just had a rough night. I, I don't think it was from an energy standpoint, actually. I thought he had a good energy tonight. I thought he really played hard. He just wasn't getting to his spots. He was getting he was getting beat to the block a, a couple times uh, by a team that's really undersized, and that shouldn't happen. Um, and I don't think it's because of lack of effort. I just think that there are times where a freshman's going to have a bad game, and that's going to happen. Um, but I think he also, too, you know, they didn't really run the ball very much to him. You know, uh, I'd like to see paint touches. You know, hey, a uh, question for you as well. How many times did they throw it in to the block or into the post with Lewis? I, d- I don't think it was a lot as well. They didn't really seem to be running a lot through him. But also, you know, you had Kobe playing really well. It doesn't have to run through him. And I think that's what's a really nice thing about this team is that you can have a lot of multiple scores. Yeah, Kobe had a big night, but a lot of dudes on this team played well. Now, as we were kind of... Getting towards the end, or about the 12-minute mark or so, 10, 11-10 minute mark, we started to see really there was one more bump in the second half, like a real bad stretch uh, where the defense again just really, um, really just got lazy. They really just fell asleep. Uh, Lewis was slow to help. We were getting beat off the dribble a lot tonight, a lot more than I, I really. And I know they've got some fast guards, but you know when that's happening, and we have guys that are not stepping over to help. Um, that, that hurts. And, and there was one point where, um, you know, Kobe was a little short. He, you could see he was taking those small stutter steps to kind of close on a three point shooter that he really didn't get there in time, but he was sagging off him because these guys were getting beat off the dribble. And so I think that, that beating, getting them beat off the dribble was really helping them, you know, get enough space to score from three and, and you got to give green Bay credit. Uh, they played a really great game. Um, the kids hit some really awesome shots. That's a well-coached team. You can tell that's a team that moves the ball well. Um, and a team that, you know, wins their conference. It's a team that, 
Um, it's a team that, you know, gets to the dance and at least causes some trouble. So you, when you're playing a well-coached team like this, you know, a couple of three-point shooters and some great shots is going to keep you in the game. Um, but this next little stretch here, you know, again, at the nine-minute mark, they called another timeout, and, and Woj again really um, lit up the defense. He was really upset again. He really wanted to see them. Um, step it up and in the last 10 minutes really I mean that's when everything caught hot fire I mean Kobe hit a couple of threes Kobe getting to the line another thing too I want to I want to uh, impress upon really nice I mean, both games he got to the line a lot last game too and seeing him do that I mean, it really makes a big difference for this team um, and you know Theo John then again well I love this he, coach gets pissed Theo John gets the ball on the block quick attack again he's attacking quickly he's not allowing um, he's not allowing the double to sit on sit on him when he's not really moving the ball. And so, you know, in the end, you know, I want to give Green Bay a little bit of credit. Played really well. I think at the end, you're not super thrilled about the win. I, I would like to have seen the defense play a little bit of a better game. I think if you're back in the locker room, you're saying to yourself, okay, we got the win. We did some really nice stuff tonight. Um, we need to fix a couple of mistakes on defense. Uh, we played a much better defensive game against Wisconsin, so that's definitely uh, in us, and, and there's going to be some nights where we're going to have some difficulties, but overall, great game. Hope you enjoyed the second installment. I'm really enjoying this. Please get this out to everybody. Please. We got to get Coach We got to get coach on the, the pod. Coach, we'd really love to have you out here. Coach Dwayne Killings, hit him up. Tell him I want to talk to him. We got questions. We want to learn about the game. I got a lot of fans out there, all three of them. They want to know the X's and O's, Coach. They want to know a little bit about how the game works, and I'd like to ask you some questions. Thank you. Enjoy your night.